We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everybody welcome back to another edition of bear down ballers here on the field of 68 i'm ryan wall joined as always by jordan pollock and jordan since we last recorded a lot has unfolded we first saw arizona blow out cal 100 to 81 then they lost just a couple days ago to stanford 100 to 82 so kind of the reverse and then as mm-hmm. we're recording this Last night, which was Thursday night, Arizona blew the doors off of Colorado, beat them 97-50. We'll get into that one a little later. But Jordan, I wanted to start last week and in that game versus Stanford, Arizona just, to me, came out of the gates. They just didn't show any energy. No, they weren't aggressive. And before we know it, it seemed like they were down double digits and I just, I think there isn't enough of an emphasis by the coaching staff on just starting games in a big way because we've seen this countless times of this happening. What do you think of this loss versus Stanford? And what do you think the problem is when they're on the road? Yeah, I would say like they're Arizona's kind of known to just be able to outrun teams, especially teams that don't have the talent that they do. And I think the game against Stanford and Paul Alto was just kind of a, a team that you face that's shooting the ball well. I think they shot from uh, 64% from three. I don't care who you're playing. When you're playing college basketball against another D1 team, that's going to be hard to beat a team like that. And and they did start they did start slow. Not I, I wouldn't say they started really bad because – just a few minutes into the game, I think it was tied at 12, I think about four or five minutes into the game. So it wasn't like they were just beat off of the tip. Um, but Stanford just had some runs that that were led and ended by three-point shots that Arizona just couldn't get their three-point shot to fall throughout the game. And and they did give up, like, I, I would say they gave up a decent amount of, like, uncontested threes. And that's, that's going to be – it's going to be hard to beat teams like that, but I don't feel like it was a as big of a like 
bad defensive game as people like to say like I there was a, a decent amount of like uncontested threes but outside of that I saw a lot of contested mid-range shots that Stanford just like hit and yeah, so I, I think I think the the overall like especially after listening to some of the broadcasts last night from from the ESPN headquarters of how they're talking about Arizona just like Sometimes they just don't come out and guard against good teams. I I feel like that's just kind of evidence that it, they don't watch this team. Like if you watch them play against Flor- Florida Atlantic and Purdue, like those teams just played out of their minds, and they had guys that could not miss. Like no matter what kind of defense they were playing, and and I think it just kind of shows of how how little basketball I think some some of these main guys out of ESPN watch of Arizona like. This team is really good defensively, and and I think last night, one of the few national media national televised games we saw when they played against Colorado, which Colorado we'll we'll get into them in a little bit and how they were kind of depleted with some of their best players. But Wisconsin came from the or Arizona came from the tip and was defending really really well, had a lot of good ball pressure, and Colorado just missed a lot of shots, and Stanford made a lot of shots, and FAU made a lot of shots, and. And I and I feel like that that's that's kind of just the way they play, and that's kind of that's kind of where the chips are left on the table. Is like if you're if you're gonna make contested shots, like you're gonna have a chance to beat Arizona, and I feel like that's a gr- that's a great spot for Arizona to be in. Yeah, I I agree with that, Jordan. That a couple of these games were historic nights for the opposing team. I 100% agree. This game, as you mentioned, over 60% from three, 16 made three-pointers. Spencer Jones, uh, he had five threes. Um, uh, Carlisle had six threes. So those two over 10 together, and that's a major problem. But to me, you can't always just, like when another team's having a career night, you can't just be like, oh, they hit 15 threes. They were 60% from the, from the, you know, three point line. And, and they beat us Definitely. that night because of that, you know, ability, you have to be able to combat that and be able to say, yeah, they had a career night made 16 threes, but we, you know, beat them in other ways inside the paint. We, you know, assisted on a lot of buckets, but that's not the case because uh, obviously, if a team hits over 60% of threes in Arizona, 26%, which I, I've been harping on this throughout the season, this team does have capable three-point shooters, Arizona does, but they don't have enough of enough guys that put elite performances out there night in and night out. Because in, in this game alone, you know, the, the three starting guards for Arizona, Boswell, Pella Larson, and Caleb Love finished two for 15 from three. If those three guys, mm-hmm. you're getting little production. Obviously, Love did have 23 points in this game versus Stanford, but Boswell and Larson, 11 total. You know, we've talked about them. They've been great in some games, but others, when they're more passive, it's hard for Arizona to win because Boswell, Larson, th- those guys are key ingredients in Arizona to get the job done. And I I just was really disappointed in the way Arizona played in this game. And another thing, Jordan, is a lot of people want to say that Arizona, at this point, obviously they've played one game since, but at this point, Arizona lost three of five games. And, you know, when they were undefeated two weeks ago, that's no more. 
I get that. And I get the competition they've played. They've played Purdue, who's number one in the country, and Florida Atlantic, a, 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 you know, a Final Four team from a year ago. But my point, Jordan, is that it, it, it matters who you play, but just scheduling the tough opponents is not enough. You have to schedule those mm. tough opponents, and you have to win games. Because, obviously, we've mentioned Arizona won more of those big games, those out-of-conference games this year than lost. But still, to me, that's a loser mentality, and that's not the mentality that I, I don't think Arizona has. But I'm just saying some, you know, I've heard some talk about is that, you know, two of the losses were to two top 15 teams that that doesn't make any sense to me yeah definitely and 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 i and i specifically am just looking at the sample size that we have of the sample sizes of the three losses that arizona has the national media sees those games and sees oh these teams shot the ball insane that means arizona probably just didn't play defense and, but i'm saying i'm looking at the full the full box score of both teams and i'm saying hey, they shot really well, actually. And Arizona actually only had two guys that even really showed up out of the entire roster, like the Stanford game. Caleb Love had a solid game. And and like we said in the FAU game, the entire Arizona team did not play well, but Caleb Love kind of did show up in the last few minutes to kind of give Arizona somewhat of an inkling of of pulling off pulling off a win in the last few minutes of regulation in double ot and 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 just the sample size we have i i'm i'm in a place where i'm not panicking because i see arizona they have to have a bad game and the other team has to have a like they have to have multiple guys that go off for career nights and 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 i that that's just kind of luck in my opinion that's kind of one of the things I see, but, but I do understand your point with, with adjustments when guys are having hot nights, I, I completely agree with that. And I think, I think especially now we're getting into pack 12 play. Those are adjustments that should be made. And, but like, if you're playing a team like Purdue, what do you, what are you going to do? Are you going to have guys not double Zach Eady? <laughs> like no, no, career 100%. guys that are having career shooting nights, but in pack 12 play, I completely agree. I think, I think this is this is going to be the big stretch where we're going to see whether Tommy Lloyd's going to make his money, and whether some of some of the Pac-12 teams that are getting really hot right now, like ASU, ASU's number one right now in the Pac-12, three and zero in play, and we'll see we'll see we'll see what some of those matchups will bring, and and especially going into this weekend. Yeah, and also it, it is encouraging that even Arizona on an off night. They shooting the the ball under 30% from three against Stanford and 43% from the field. Not good. Like we talked about, but Jordan, if you're still scoring over 80 points on an off night, that is encouraging. That's great to see. It's just in that first half on the road, 35 points is not going to cut it. And yeah, it seems mm -hmm. like every time Arizona was getting this game within a distance, a striking distance, they were getting it, you know, to 12 to 10 trying to get it under 10 it seemed like every time Stanford was just hitting that big shot that big three mm. and that night they are that you know Stanford had their number but another thing that came to my mind Jordan is that it seems like Tommy Lloyd at the beginning of conference play this is his third season at Arizona and it seems like he, he's done it once before I believe last year at the beginning of conference play 
against Utah, I, I think it was against when they lost an early game on the road when when they were off Arizona was off to a hot start. I just think this team struggles to obviously this is a different group than last year, but I think sometimes they get a little complacent when they enter conference play and especially this season. Stanford heading into this game, they were five and six. They weren't, you know, a great team. They were struggling this year. And I think they they yeah, they don't they don't come out like I said, they don't come out hot enough and they just fail to get up for games like this that uh, against, you know, under 500 teams, but conference games is a, you know, a conference game is a conference game. Arizona State, like you mentioned, they struggled early in the season. Now they're undefeated in the early Pac-12 play and they beat um, a, a Utah team that is playing good in their last game that we'll get into that game uh, later on. But Jordan, what what else stood out to you in this game? Who did you not see enough production from? Was it Keisha Johnson? Was it either Boswell or Larson that I mentioned or, or anybody else? I'd say one thing is that I feel like Boswell is kind of becoming one dimensional. I think if if it's early in a game and his three shot is not falling, he kind of gets stagnant. I 100% and just kind agree. of becomes a passer. Um and and I think you watch you watch a lot of especially pro basketball players, if their shots not falling, they they do other things to try to to try to get themselves going. And especially Caleb Love, we've seen him a lot this year do really well. If his shots not falling early, get aggressive and put your head down and try to go get a basket or or go get to the free throw line. And so I think that's one thing I want to see a little more from Boswell. Um, and I think one thing that that I just thought of right now that I think kind of an interesting thing to kind of look at, especially from the Stanford game, is that that arena wasn't even like 50% capacity. And from what we know of how raw and emotional Caleb Love is, is that going to play a factor into whether him and some of these guys kind of show up for games? Because because the Pac-12, like as much as Bill Walton calls it the, the Conference of Champions and it's a great conference, Arizona is the only ranked team as of right now in the Pac-12. So there's going to be a majority of this year, they're probably going to go into arenas and the arena is going to be like less than halfway full. And so – Especially early, early in the 100%. year, Caleb Love went into Duke, full capacity arena. wanted to wanted to see Caleb Love lose, and he fed off of that crowd. He feeds off of the hate, and I think a lot of these guys feed off of the hate. Keisha Johnson, this is his first year playing major, major bas- major college basketball, and and I, I'm just I'm. Is that going to be a thing that we're going to look at for some of these games for the, the for this team? Are they just like not going to be demotivated because the teams aren't as good nationally because their their crowd isn't full? And I so agree. I, I that, that I could agree be a lot. One specific thing to look for, I think. Yeah, I, I yeah, I totally agree with that, Jordan. Because some of these, you know, these weaker and these Pac-12 teams that aren't playing you know, that well this year, their crowds are pretty brutal. That Stanford crowd was not full to say the least. Uh, the game against Cal uh, a couple of nights before that wasn't, you know, a great crowd. And yeah, we, we always talk about, yeah, I was, telling, I, I was telling you about yeah. the Cal. Crowd. Yeah. And, and a lot of people always say like, Oh, the PAC 12 is not that great. They say that in normal years like that. It's not one of the best conferences, but this year, even, you know, this is, 
this is the year where the last the year, Pac, yeah, the Pac-12. It's in the last year is is the worst it's been. That we, you know, I remember talking about this at the beginning. You know, when we started this show a couple, you know, months ago, that the Pac-12 is really weak this year. But that doesn't mean that you know some of these teams won't get up because also they mentioned it on the broadcast sure. almost almost every game is that this is the last time that a lot of these teams will face off for at least the next couple of years. And, you know, it's sad to see, but it's, it, it motivates some of these teams with, you know, more to play for, even though if they're not succeeding at the level they want to, but yeah, in this game, there was a lot of negative, obviously Arizona lost the game, but there was some positive and a guy that hasn't played a lot this year, but he only played six minutes. It's Paulus Morauskas. He played six minutes against Stanford, had eight quick points, two three-pointers. I was really impressed with him. I think I think he should get more run during the season. And Tommy Lloyd said he after the game that he deserves it. He's earned his minutes. Same with Philip Bervician. He's played a little bit here and there. And I think playing one of those two guys on the wing you know, Bervician or Morales, I think that could be a little bit of an X factor because off the bench, most nights, there's three guys that get most of the minutes. It's, you know, Krivas, it's KJ Lewis, and it's Jaden Bradley. And I love Jaden Bradley he provides tremendous amounts of energy. He's one of the fastest players I've seen, you know, this season in college Agreed. basketball and him and then KJ provides that toughness off the bench. But to me, if you have a guy like Morales that can provide that size and a guy who can knock down a three. I think that's that I think that could be an X factor for this team. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68 each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, Use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think I think one the uh, the big question that comes from that though is who who do you take minutes from? And I think that's that's one thing I think that Arizona's done consistently well so far this year is is creating those roles for those bench guys with, with Bradley, with KJ Lewis, with Krivas. And now now it's going to come down to the points of like who like are you are you okay like taking some minutes away from KJ Lewis and and Bradley and I think even maybe Krivas even Pelo, in I think, that case I think, if those guys 
I think maybe even Pella sometimes, you know, not night like this against Stanford in this game, two for 11 shoot or two for eight shooting. Like he played 34 minutes a night where uh, I would have shrunk his minutes even more. If he's not on, you know, switch it up. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Gotcha. How, how do you feel like that? Do you feel like that's going to... I don't know, I take away it, I, some of the trust that Tommy Lloyd's going to have in these starters if they're starting to take away minutes from, from especially Pelle Larson, dude, that's given so much to this program and, and has been, so, especially this year, has been the glue guy. We've, we've talked about him being the glue guy. How, 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 much, how much trust does that kind of break down in that relationship if that's the case? I think when there's ultimate trust between players and coaches and – Every player on the team has one goal in mind, and that's to win at the highest level. I think it takes ultimate buy-in from every player. And light and Pella Larson is the pure example because last year, you know, he mm-hmm. he was starting at points. He he got hurt. He came off the bench, was sick and was the sixth man. And he thrived in that role. He didn't focus on oh, he wasn't like, oh, I'm not the starter, is this sucks or this and that. He was like, okay, I'm the sixth man. I'm gonna make that my role. I'm not saying he should be the sixth man right now. I'm just saying that's a pure example of a guy that's wants to win and he'll do anything to win. And so I think if that gotcha. takes one of or you know, a couple minutes getting taken here and there, I think that it can only help because Morales, like I said, he hit some shots and it got them fired up a little bit at, at a point in that game. So I think sometimes it, it may take something like that. But I think ultimately this team needs to take better shots. They have to get higher percentage looks. And I love that point you made a little bit ago about Kylan Boswell is that it, it is the thing that Caleb Love does so well when he's, his shot's not falling. He knows that he can go to the hole and, you know, get fouled, go to the line and, and get his points that way. I think that that'll come with Kylan Boswell because I do think he's a really smart, highly intelligent player. 
But I, I just think it'll come later on as he continues to develop into that starting point guard, elite point guard role. Yeah, com- completely agree. And and as as they like to bring up in almost every broadcast, he's not even nineteen, right? <laughs> Crazy. He's young. Crazy. Um, before we move on to get to the game against Colorado, uh, that happened Thursday night. Do you have any other final takeaways from this loss? You know, Arizona losing by 18 points. They were favored by, I believe, 13 points in this game, and they 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 got they got beat pretty good here. Um, I would say my last point is I hope Arizona can get on national TV as much as possible. I hate trying to scrunch and find the Pac-12 network. I I totally I totally agree, and it's great that <laughs> it's great that the last it seems like last three weeks they're on. Uh, they're on national TV a, a lot of times, so yeah. that's great to see. They were on the Pac-12 against Cal, and it that that does happen when they play these lower level teams. And we'll get into the game against Utah that's happening as we're recording this tomorrow night. That's on the Pac-12 network, so won't be a ton of eyeballs on that. But Jordan, I wanted to move on and talk about Arizona's big forty-seven point win Thursday night. Against Colorado, they returned home to Tucson, and as I mentioned before, Colorado was missing two of their stars: Tristan De Silva, Cody Williams, who's a star freshman for them. So, I was really this was the game when when I looked at the conference schedule. This was the game against Colorado that I pinpointed and was like, "That's the first great game of the conference schedule," and it's just a shame that we didn't get to see. You know, everyone at full strength, hopefully when they play again later in the season, we'll see that. But in this game is a spot when Arizona is in a spot when they come off a loss in the Tommy Lloyd era, Jordan, they've won 13 straight games, 13 and 0 when coming off a loss. What do you think that says about Tommy Lloyd, his staff? And what do you think it says about the players that when they lose, they're able to flush it away very quickly and bounce back in a big way? Program wise, I think it just says they're motivated and they're and they're quick to they have quick memories. They have quick memories and they're ready to flush it out and get going on the next one. Yeah, I I totally agree, and it's great to see that because it does suck that Arizona did lose three or five games, but it seems like now Arizona it it just seems like every time that's why this season just as a whole is so weird to me, Jordan, because. The start of the year, like you mentioned, they beat Duke, they beat Michigan State, they beat Wisconsin, and they had a couple of great wins, and then they lose a couple against top teams, and then they just, you know, they, they lose by 18 to Stanford, then they win by 47. I know the injuries, but the, uh, the highs and lows are just crazy, and this game was one of the best shooting nights to me of the season for Arizona. 56% from the field, 55% from deep 11 three-pointers made and Kylan Boswell we talked about if he's hot he's hot if he's not he, he's not going to hit anything it seems like in this game he was hot early four threes 14 points four assists three steals what do you think of Boswell's performance in this game and was it encouraging to see him bounce back as the team did as well I, I think it was, but I still don't think it really solves any of the issues, especially with him. Um, I, th- I think we're going to need to see him have a bad night to where he changes up his game a little bit and he's able to get 
to score from di- score in different ways. And so I, th- I, I don't think this really solves anything for him. It is good to see him do this, but like I just said, like this team rides a lot of their players ride on emotion. And when they're playing in Mikhail, like I don't really see any problems with them being able to get into the games, especially with the kind of energy that Mikhail can bring. Yeah. They're pretty unbeatable at Mikhail the last couple of years, mm-hmm. it seems. And without multiple very good players for Colorado. I didn't see a shot that they would win this game. But the guy, Pella Larson, bounced back in a big way. 18 points, 7 rebounds, 8 for 12 from the field. He was excellent in this game. And he, yeah, he was just more aggressive in this game. He was looking for a shot. He wasn't really forcing much. And he was just playing in the flow of the offense. So it was great to see him. But Jordan, I wanted to get your take on Mo Krivas because this was this was his most efficient game. 17 minutes, 7 for 8 from the field, 15 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, a block and a steal to add, and Krivas was excellent, and it just seems like every game he continues to develop, continue to gain more confidence in himself and in this Arizona system. Yeah, completely agree. He had he had a few weeks where it just seemed like a rough stretch of him being able to buy a basket. And I think the big turner was him, especially at Cal. I think he had over 10 points in that game. Um, and he just played really well, and he was able to to take take advantage of some uh, good mismatches. And especially last night against Colorado, he came off the bench and was blazing. I think he had six straight points for, for, for the Cats off the bench. And it's been really cool to be able to see him kind of get over that rough – rough stretch that he had especially after the great performance he had early in the year against duke and yeah so i he's 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 going to be able to buy this team this team a lot of good minutes especially riding umar off the bench on the bench and getting him some some minutes some sparse minutes here and there yeah I, I totally agree it was great to see that from him when he's playing like that and you get production like that off the bench it's really hard for <laughs> another team to beat you and He's one of at that when he's playing at that level, I think he's one of the best uh big men off the bench for any team in college basketball at, at that. But another thing just to kind of uh, one of my last points about this Colorado game is is when you have Boswell, Larson and Love playing at this level and this elite level, they were this game they were 7 for 13 from deep when you have them playing like that and they both had 14 plus Boswell 14 Larson as we mentioned 18 and love 16 right in the middle there it's really hard that any team can beat you because those three guys when they're on they're I've said it from the beginning of the year and I'll stand by it they're three of the best guards in the country and it it just it, it seems like Arizona I've said this for a while but they have to get they have to do a better job of playing when they're not in Tucson they have to do a better job on the road because like you said when they're at home we don't have worries we know what they're going to be we know how they're going to look it's just when they get away but Jordan do you have any final thoughts on this Colorado game because there to me just in general there's not a there wasn't a lot to take away this game seemed like it was over before you even knew it like a couple minutes into the game With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, 
Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think one of the things that I heard that kind of surprised me, I guess kind of not really because Colorado isn't really known for the basketball team, but 59 years, the last time Colorado won a game in McHale, or yeah, McHale was definitely built in the last yeah, 60 yeah, years. Yeah, and so especially moving to the Big 12, like I'm, I'm kind of curious to see at one point they can break that streak, but – yeah, it was kind of hard to look through this game without uh, without two of Colorado's best players even playing. Yeah, well, let's move on. Before we go, let's talk about the game that's going to take place tomorrow night. It's at 6 p.m. in Tucson, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. As we mentioned before, it's sadly on the Pac-12 network again. It's co- or it's Utah. <sighs> that's 11-3. and three. They're coming off of a loss against Arizona State, taking on Arizona. Mm-hmm who's also 11 and three. They're led by Brandon Carlson. He's a really talented center, averaging mm-hmm. 18 and a half points, six and a half rebounds and shooting it 39% from deep. One of the better shooting big men in the country for sure. They're averaging a little over 80 points um, this year. And it seems like Utah, they, they, they lost to Houston and, they, they, you know, they lost to Arizona State, as I mentioned. It seems like I, I don't think they're that great. They, it seems like they just beat up on a bunch of, you know, teams that aren't that good. Yeah. Um, Utah's, Utah, Utah's always tricky. Like, especially last year, you're talking about earlier, Utah was, we got up, we got upset when we went to Utah. I think our first road trip of the year, and we got blown out in that game from what I remember. But I remember, I actually went to the Utah game last year that was home and we blew him out, I think, by like 25. Uh, Carlson's good. Carlson's really good. He's improved pretty much every single year, added a point or two to his uh, points per game spread every single year he's played. I think he's down a rebound for, compared to last year. Good player. Um, not not really the focal point of what Utah does. He's just like good enough to kind of break through a lot of the box scores and help out when where he's there. Um, but I don't, I don't really see, I don't really see a lot of wiggle room for Utah to, especially in McHale with how well this team plays at home and, and the energy the team rides on. I, I don't see Utah, Utah yeah. winning tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. Arizona's won 11 straight against Utah at the McHale center. Their last time they lost to Utah at McHale was in, uh, December 6th of 1986. So it's been a long time. Utah has beat Arizona there. They they're a below average shooting team. Utah is thirty eight percent. They're decent. I just don't think they have enough. I I I don't think they have enough. Um, I I don't think their guards are are that great. And I think Arizona will be able to exploit that. I think I think Utah 
is going to lose this game. I think Arizona is going to win. I'm going to guess by 12 points in this game. I think Arizona is going to stack another win on the board and start their conference season two and one and kind of bounce back from that, that brutal loss against Stanford. What, what do you think is going to happen here, Jordan? Yeah, I agree. I, I'd, I'd put the, I'd put the total right around double digits, probably right around 10 or 11 myself. I think I, but I don't, I don't think the score will really be reminiscent of the game in a sense. Both teams will have runs, but I don't think Utah ever gets it within, within five after the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, for watching, viewing, liking, and subscribing. This has been Bear Down Ballers. You can follow us on X at Bear Down AZ Pod. Follow the field to 68. And next week, Arizona actually has a full week off. They don't play until January 13th at Washington State. So only one game next week. And we'll have a pod before that game. So thank you, and we'll see you next time.